On this week's episode of Double Strap Podcast, it's the Converse All-Star Ray Raccoon Werewolf. And some key advice from Dean Winchester, clear eyes and clogged arteries. Let's do this. episode of devil's trap podcast i'm diana and i'm liz and this week we're going to talk season eight episode eight i'm going to pronounce the name wrong say it say it i was waiting to see how you pronounce it hunteri hero that sounds pretty good to me that sounds like okay. it's supposed to be latin i mean heroichi right so heroichi i mean latin's like like italian right yeah, so, that's where I was going with it. I buy it. All right. I was just like, Ooh, I wrote this. I don't know how to say it. Hmm. What you got going on? You know, I'm unemployed. Last week was my my last day of work. And, you know, I still have, like, Pavlovian anxiety when I hear pings. I think I'm still just waiting for emails to come in and, like, I just also just still have a ton of stuff to do, but I have managed to make, you know, time for like one or two things. So went to the paranormal circus, which is a touring circus. They are Italian. I kind of wanted to find one of those posters that you get at the, like have in the back of the doors of airports where they talk about international trafficking and you know, like human trafficking, to be clear. Yes, just to make sure that everybody who was there at the circus really wanted to be there because they were young. So when so you get there and they Ooh. do like probably uh, I think it's at least two shows a night, probably with a matinee and the weekends, and they they usually come to town. I think they it looks like they do like probably like. Four to five nights, or maybe two weeks, depending on where the city is. I guess you know, just how how right. things are set up. So they are set up at the parking lot of Rolling Oaks Mall, which, if you were familiar with San Antonio, Texas, is on the basically it's the the corner sixteen oh four and I thirty five, and this mall has often featured in my dreams of being where like zombie apocalypses happen so when i have like my zombie dreams a lot of times this is the the setting so i'm telling my friends this as we're pulling into the parking lot to go to the paranormal circus and i'm sure that was very reassuring i think so and so the way that they have this set up is that the first basically there isn't a ton of time in between your ticket time and when the other show finishes, right? So, uh, quick turnover, right? So, like our tickets were for nine thirty at night, 
So we mm-hmm. got there probably sometime between like nine and nine fifteen, and there was a right. very long line that we went to stand in, and then more people stood behind us because we did not get to go inside until nine thirty after. Right, and so. Okay the other like other show cleared out then they had to like clean up and do things right and then room room flips hard yeah yeah it was it was a pretty like it was a pretty big production and so once you got inside there were a couple of areas to buy vending things no alcohol so just regular like sodas and popcorn and other circus foods like nothing major though but i had to get popcorn because i was standing outside smelling it for 20 minutes well it's required then yeah Yeah, and not optional yeah and my friends i was like oh no this is mine like y'all get your own popcorn no no, we're not i'm not sharing this bucket this is like my hand is just going in here and it's going to be disgusting and filled with my slobber you can't have it so then there was also then there was like a haunted house so it was like let's do the haunted house and then go to concession so we don't have to spill because i was like let's not have to spill my big bag of popcorn that i'm gonna buy and so we go through the haunted house which is pretty much so remember this is just a a tent in a parking lot so they've right built this haunted house inside this tent and most of the actors in the haunted house were under 16 like preteen, like children, like some, I swear, huh. under 12, which I am going to assume are huh. workers' children that are like, I want right. to be in the haunted house, which I can see probably happening. Sure. Again, that's that poster just like, hey, just in case, like, here's a, do you need a lawyer? Like, just let me know. I'll find hmm. I'll find you one. So, and the so the actors weren't really interacting with us that much, but there were like people who were like running around and like a guy with a chainsaw, and then like beyond like the children that were working inside the haunted house, which is probably like a minute's worth of walking through, like probably two or three scenes. Yeah, uh, there were scantily clad girls dressed like. Because it's paranormal, so they're just like right. paranormal girls. Which so they so they scantily clad equals paranormal. Noted. With a lot of makeup, you know, and and, and like sure. vampire makeup and stuff, you know, and, and corsets and lots of. I masks. mean, are we just saying? Hold on, are we just saying slutty goth, slutty circus goth? Is that what we're just going for here? I'm not saying that, and I don't mean that in yeah. a mean way. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of like okay. hot topic. <gasps> We're not even hot, like, yeah. I mean, sort of. But the lingerie—they they carry gothy steam. Yeah, but like lingerie, thing. sort of. You know, and not like a ton of clothes. Okay. And okay. lots of like a lot of the inner, a lot of the performers. There were lots of lots of thongs. I saw okay. a lot of butts. There's a lot of butts. A lot of butt cheeks. A lot of butts. A lot of butt cheeks. And so the. And there's a lot of things to be applauded for the setup, right? So, you know, we went through the haunted house. We, I got my, my, the bag of popcorn was awesome. There was uh, the people who were like working, like the, 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 
like kind of the usher like area people mm-hmm. one of the guys like looks like our tour guide from honduras and had like the machete line across his face so i'm like oh shit, oh, shit okay. that's a machete like and my my friend's like what i'm like i know it that scars that's a fucking machete like someone smashed this dude across the face and there was a knife throwing act in the circus so oh. maybe um maybe but what was really weird during like the the knife throwing act, like I saw them popping the balloons, like the people who were like mm-hmm. working there, like I saw them like popping them, like and I was like, that's yeah. So there was there were some some things hmm. that maybe some techniques that could have been worked on. Um, there was a a dude who was very uh, he was a contortionist and he was very good. The girl on a hoop was there was she was underneath a dude on a motorcycle. So like there was a guy like doing acrobatic stuff on a motorcycle on a a tightrope. Tightrope. Yeah, like like cable, like not a tightrope because you know there's a motorcycle on it. And then like she had basically like a lira hoop, but it also had that one had a bar in it, so. She's like doing like aerial stuff, like while there's a motorcycle, and then like then like they had the thing they like they like went around, and it was, that was really good. Um, there was a magician that put a lot of effort in, into what they did. They they brought a lot of props. They they made what my friend was calling a woman machine, and it was it was a lot of your hmm. a lot of just standard like you know like old school magic shit right so like the woman machine right. is the one where like they have the box and, like there's a girl and then like then like all of a sudden like another woman comes out and another one and like it's just like a yeah. parade of horrors you know so um they, they um but yeah so those were a lot of like the girls where i'm like she's like are you 18 like are, I, do you have permission are you okay? Do you need a lawyer? And I think we also have to remember that like 18 year olds look like fucking babies. I know. I know. I, so but 22 year olds look like fucking I can't, like I cannot be the one to judge old. these things. Like y'all could be doing this and having yeah. a great time, but also do you need help? <laughs> I would like to know if you do. So mm. there was some good circus stuff. Oh, they had uh, the wheel of, I forget what you call that. But, like, the giant fucking wheel that, like, there's, like, one little part of the wheel, and then there's a big part of the wheel, and then, like, it goes in a circle, and then the guy, like, goes out, and he, like, rides it on top. And so, like, they have, like, a lot of really big props, and I'm like, damn, like, you have to, it's a lot to set this up. Like, it was, it was quite a production. Logistically impressive. It was logistically impressive. I'm always, like, happy with good stage work, and it was definitely a fun show, paranormal just really meant people wore like gothy makeup and had corsets the like this the circus props like the uh, props but you know how like at circuses or out like arena things like they have like the people who go around up there like five like what are we trying to sell children or like you, yeah. you know, like here's my light just, up just toys, some toy or, or like, this yeah 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 it, here's this toy that's really light up your kid's gonna cry about it and it's gonna break in 10 minutes and it's very expensive. yeah so that was yeah. a lot of like plague doctor doctor mass and like 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 masquerade mass and like i was just we're kind of pretty but i'm just like this is 
interesting. Oh, this is. It just seems, seems like a disjointed theme. I have a feeling, I'm not going to say this is what happened, but that somebody said, hey, everybody is into this paranormal shit right now. Let's call this paranormal. Let's put on some fucking paranormal makeup and people will buy tickets. That's possible. I'm not saying that is what happened but okay. maybe all right so i think that's probably a very feasible theory so what about you i had just been so busy for a couple weeks i've actually had a somewhat chill few days i'm about to get busy again um i guess uh my biggest thing that i would share is i got to go see um a dear friend of mine perform do an amazing show uh i think i've talked about before but joshua ray walker is a i feel and i would say arguably phenomenal singer songwriter out of dallas um and uh was recently diagnosed with cancer and started chemo and can't tour but because he's dallas based he was able to play at the kessler theater and do a wonderful solo show uh to honor the release of his most recent album um, because he couldn't tour around it, which is, you know, when you're a working musician, that's real tough. Um, so anyway, so it was a really cool night, really special show and, uh, nice to see a friend, um, doing what they love and they're good at and being able to do it while their health permits. So it was cool. And then, uh, yeah, I'd say that's really like the, the, my, my biggest outing other than eating some good seafood this weekend. <laughs> that's like all I got. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm not crazy. Uh, this past week wasn't a crazy one for me, so there we go. Well, it still sounds like a good good week and good times as it is. Yeah. The we're in our leap year week, which is exciting. I do love a, yeah. I love a leap year. You never know what's going to happen on your extra. So it's tomorrow. Tomorrow is your extra bonus day, and I wish it would mean that my insurance would have lasted an extra bonus day. But no, but they, my insurance still expired on the 28th because fuck you, insurance companies, you pieces of shit that want to drain me of all my things. But I dig fuck you. I got my eyeglasses. Like I got, I got that <laughs> vision in there and like I ordered yep. my contacts last night and I ordered my glasses. And even though I could not figure out how to get that insurance done on that, I will submit that afterwards. You will. I will get a, time. send me 50. I'm going to have time now. Send me the $50 you owe me, bitch. Like, <laughs> no, I'm coming for, I'm coming for that money. I will find all that money that went into HSAs somewhere. Somewhere. All of the oh, money man. that all of these places. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, so, are you ready to talk about Hunteri Hirochi? Yeah. I just made Japanese. You did. So clearly that is based on Looney Tunes per- cartoon thing of yes. like making fake Latin species or yeah. I, I almost had a quiz of which is like real like Latin names and which ones are made up. But it was just too obvious because this thing is like speedometrist rapidus, you know, and right. hopefully like yeah, if right. you didn't get that, it'd be just super embarrassing for Diana. 
So thank you for not embarrassing you're me. Welcome. <laughs> I was thinking of you, but I didn't say I'm not embarrassed. I'm just not embarrassing you that way. Okay. With that so way. this was season eight, episode eight, 1188. That's great. This first aired November 28th. So we still, we got the eights going on. I'm sure in numerology, that means something. Sure. 2012 it was directed by paul edwards and this was the first and only episode uh that he directed the last thing he credited with was directing an episode of the new cloak and dagger in 2018 uh he does have a lengthy and prolific career both as a director and a camera operator going back to the 80s his credits include blade and little nicky and many many huh. episodes of lost friends and once upon a time so lots of stuff and so this is written by Andrew Dabb and this was the first time after 16 episodes that he didn't have Laughlin with him um, as his partner and he has a solo credit so interesting and if we ever put the video up of this you can see my cat foot right now well we start off with our recap um the cat, the cat, the cat the... has crawled into my lap and her paws are wet. And that is always Surprise. a scary, scary thought of trying to figure out how Why? did your paws Why? get wet? Why? Why? Okay. All right. We will, sorry, we will be professionals or whatever. So our recap has Amelia and Cass mm-hmm. and Naomi. And Naomi. Mm-hmm. So episode opens uh, in Oklahoma City. We've got a dude at a picnic table and some chick comes up and meet him. This is Gary. Her name's Olivia. And obviously they're like rekindling their romance. But we start hearing this weird like heartbeat noise. And she's like, can you hear that? What is that? And he legit has a cartoon heart like pumping out of his chest. Like I don't know how else to explain it. You have to watch it. Obviously you've seen, hopefully you've seen it if you're listening to this. It's actually really well done. Yeah, it's very cute. And this is also before we got to be legal in Oklahoma. So this is just like straight up, like, we don't know why this is happening. I figured that would be a really good explanation, but no, but his heart just explodes out of his chest. It's delightful. On her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It kind of sucks for her to be her. But I guess it sucks to be Gary, too. Yeah. So... We cut to our Winchester brothers getting gas and beers. Just getting some roadies like. because now we're just drinking and driving. That we because now I'm noticing because you told me I told you, but also like what like we're just straight up just like we're getting gas and here slamming a beer. Just, are we slamming a beer before we go? Like it's okay when we're, we're out of the car. Time? Like oh. I don't know. I don't know. Well, Sam's on the phone with Linda Tran, and she wants to talk to Dean, but Dean hangs up on her. <laughs> Isn't very nice. It is but basically, not nice, but I, God, I fun. wish I had those balls. Like, oh, man, just like, blah, 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 bye. Oh, it's so good. Well, Garth, Linda, and Kevin apparently are on a safe house boat. Not just in a safe house. They're on a safe house boat. And um, Kevin's struggling with the translation, uh, but so far has not found out the info about how to close. Hell. I think I should take your guess right now and write it down. Although I will probably forget to where I've written it down. What do you think the name of Garth's houseboat is? Oh man, I didn't even think of that. Hmm. Hmm. 
I'm going to ponder. I'll come back. Okay. You ponder and come back. And maybe next on next week's episode, I will, I will remind you to come back and we'll say, what have you guessed what, what his houseboat is? Okay. So Cass is still with them and he's turned off angel radio. Yeah. He's not because they're like, Hey, let's get, let's get some Intel. And he's like, Nope, I blocked that. I don't want a direct look into heaven. I need to help people. So I'm going to become a hunter. Which is really, really great. We're also early on getting some real dumb Sam hair. It's like really flickering in the wind here. But he's just also just making like the best facial expressions, which really just like bring out like the featheriness of it on the side. This is top like me hating on Sam's hair in the scene right here. Uh, but I do appreciate like Cass's ability just to like turn like it's like the best filter ever it's like if I could just like I want to turn off any news station that has an opinion with it and just be like do 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 and like have that just like how do you get this algorithm to work is Cass the best AI for this I don't know like uh it's some early tech that's going on here but Cass wants to be their third wheel, and it's just adorable. And he thinks that's a good thing, because it makes things more stable. And he's already found a case. See, see Cass but. is like, thruples are cool. You want to have a tripod. <laughs> uh, he just said they're more stable know. if you have a third wheel. It's like a tricycle. He likes a thruple. So Dean's like, fine, let's go to Oklahoma City, but you can't just go zap around. You've got to ride with us in the back seat. No shotgun for Cass. Mm-mm. Nope. So they get to the morgue in Oklahoma City, and the detective says, explains that not only did this heart explode, it was ejected from the body. It got some air and was found in the sandbox. Oh. Um, it's definitely heart shaped. It is cookie cutter, like the mm-hmm. all the, the heart cut out in his chest is. Yeah. I wish I'd gone down to the rabbit hole for the reason why we think that a heart it was shaped like that. I'm sure it has something to do with Rome and probably the patriarchy. I think that that well, I don't know about that, but I think <laughs> I think part of it it has. To, I think that because of the two ventricles, like the the shape of a certain angle, kind of has that look, and it was like a super rudimentary way of drawing it. But I could be wrong. I know I've heard the story of why. I'm somewhere, sure I have I too, but pull it out of my brain somewhere deep in there. Um, I gave yeah, anyways. I gave up that fact for like a chicken like like when chicken McNuggets went on sale or something. Like, I'm just trying to reasonable. So a, I do a like that. Fact with that. <laughs> Right. Oh, like that water water burger has chicken wings now, and they're really, they're really good. Okay. Well, I like that our detective shares her theory, but their original theory was just that this was an ass load of drugs that caused this. And, uh, you know, obviously it was, can't be that. So uh, she says, I've never seen an eight ball do that. And I really, I really like this detective. She is, she is growing yeah. on me. I would watch her show. I like her. Same. I like. She's very no nonsense, but she's funny. Yep. I take, I'll take that. Um, and uh, Castiel's trying to like whisper to Dean about the molecules in the body. Anyways, she is the detective has to leave, and so um, you know they they get to stand there for a minute, and Castiel's like, well, I don't sense. 
I don't sense any EMF or sulfur, but I'm going to sniff this dead body and share that he had a recent bladder infection. This is like the best diagnostics ever. I was like, I was like, I know they're annoyed by this because this has nothing to do with what they're researching. But how fucking convenient! Can I just have a doctor that can go? This is like the like best on my shoulder, thing. not in a weird way, not, not in a creepy not way, a like not in a weird not spot, a, just not like not like, like, way. <laughs> like, no, like don't smell the top of my head, please, sir, or whatever. Yeah, no, pass on that. But like, do like a little like a sniff on like my shoulder and be like. Here's your diagnosis. Yeah. Like that's I'd take that. You have a UTI. You like you need to eat like more yogurt, like, or just like what do I need or to like, do? Like hey, it's a sinus infection. Here's a Z pack. Yeah, cool. that's cool. Like whatever. <laughs> like yes, yes. I would love don't don't this is what he should be doing every day. Like just like so it's like this is like next level like angelic body scans and like body scan like that thing that yeah there's this thing called like dexa scan and trust me because i look i love like knowing what's in my body and all these things but and i've looked at various like weight loss institutes like and like because sometimes i'm like oh do i want to do a zempic and then i'm like no i don't want to die i'm not going to do that but mm. there's so many like places that you have to like as you're looking for like rehab or like other like like you know body rehab not just like drug rehab but it'll be like i'll kind of like seeing the scan things or what the first thing that like rings my bell and i'm like wait 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 what you've got a scanner and then I'm like, you may be a cult. And then I like get like cross my fingers and go, please be a cult. And yeah, so I will tell you. I mean, yeah. I think an angelic, angelic, angelic diagnosed, diagnostic sniffs could be better than a body scan. That's all Misha I Misha Collins can sniff my fucking stomach and I need to, anytime he can sniff wherever the fuck he wants. Um. So yeah, this is like if you ever run out of acting jobs, that is your your new thing. Okay, so moving on. Right, um. So he, he on. could not smell that he was having an affair. Nope. Because but Sam and Dean are able to piece together that they've got this detailed report from Olivia, the girl that was meeting him, and it was so detailed. It was very rehearsed. So obviously, and he's wearing a wedding ring, and this is not his wife. So clearly, they've been able to deduce Detective Sam with um the uh, that this is a an affair. Yes, mm-hmm. and maybe his and, wife was a witch yeah. because that right. is clearly what happens all of the time. But they can't just go see the widow. We've got to have a fucking flashback first. Yeah, and I just fast forwarded through this. Uh, that's all you, Diana. Oh, shit. I'm not kidding. I can't. I can't do these Amelia flashbacks. They're all fuck off. I I I, I boycott them. Um, the long and short of this one is Sam's meeting Olivia or geez, Amelia's dad, um, and she's all stressed about it because they're moving in together, and she's like, "Don't talk politics. Don't talk bad about the Cowboys." Um, uh, and uh, I thought that was I don't know, it's pretty funny. Don't use the word. Uh, don't use the words moist or irregardless. Valid, but not bad. In, that's right. Those are just things. Those should just be general rules of life, though. Anyways, moving on um but yeah and so uh dad dad shows up and uh he's ready to grill sam especially the fact that he went to stanford but is now a maintenance man anyways um i hate this dude i hate him with a passion really? and i think when they're like i hate, fuck him and i think he just also reminds me of samuel like he looks like samuel and he mm. just acts like a dick fuck this dude 
fuck all this. Okay. Wow, fuck Amelia. Yeah, I have thoughts. I have feelings. Well, I can tell you're not a fan. Not a fan of Stan. You don't stand, Stan. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> how much Stan can you right. stand? Ugh. So, all right. Back uh, in Oklahoma City, Gary's widow is very confused as to why the FBI is involved in Gary's heart incident, which is kind of reasonable. She's like, I thought he had a heart attack. What the fuck is the FBI doing here? Um, but they're like, you know, and Cass thinks like, I'm going to handle this. I'll break her. And it tries to interrogate and it's not good. Yeah. He's so. agent still. And I think we've, yes, already, we've got Nash. I think we've already heard there's agent Nash. He's already still wonder who else there could be. Ugh. So Sam swoops <sighs> in and was like, I'm not going to be a bad cop, but in walks Olivia and oh, best progressive. Oh yeah. So basically it ends up that they, that Gary and his wife had an arrangement. They had an open relationship. Uh, good for Gary yeah. and Olivia. I agree. If that works for them. Good for them. Yeah. And uh, I like Dean goes freaking suburbs, man. And Cass is like, so she's not a witch. And he's like, <laughs> Dean says best wife ever. Very funny. Yeah. But I don't know if that, whatever. So, um, we cut to another scene and a man is about to jump off of a building. He steps out off of the roof of a high rise and um, he's standing on nothing in midair and he freaks out and yells, it's a miracle. God wants me to live. And then he looks down and he falls and he dies. It is real fucked up. I mean, how bad is it? They're just like, I'm going to, like, I want to kill myself. Oh, I get to live. God, oops. No, he doesn't. Nope oopsies that's yeah that's so, so tragic uh, like i don't know that's some, that's some fucked up shit sorry mm-hmm. so they're on the roof sam dean and Cass with the detective and basically the guy left a suicide note ends up Ooh, we get a little we get a little throwback here he invested everything in roman industries and lost it all when they crashed yep. last year uh-oh Ooh. Anyways, but uh, she, the detective's like, I called y'all because two witnesses said that they this guy like floated for a solid 10 seconds before he fell, like something out of a cartoon. And y'all said you wanted to call you if I saw anything weird. That's weird. So here we go. Uh, and Dean's like says, sorry, he's like, oh, it's like Bugs Bunny. And Castiel says, like the insect rabbit hybrid. How do we kill it? And I do, yes, I, I very much appreciate that Bugs Bunny is an insect rabbit hybrid. I thought that was also great. And then what is also great is Dean trying to explain cartoons to Cass. Yeah, he doesn't do a very good job, but it's funny. So at the motel, Cassiel watches cartoons and he is laughing and he finally gets it. But he has taken it into this deep allegory of an analogy of God and man. And it is hilarious to him. It's pretty deep. Yeah, it's very some very deep insights. And, and Dean just ponders what they're dealing with. Is it a tulpa? It's not a tulpa. Is it, a, you know, is it a god that watched too much robot chicken? And then, and then I just kind of decided when to like, whatever happened to robot chicken? Is robot chicken still on? Like, where am I missing in robot so. chicken? Is it still, I know, like, God, it was such a good show. Anyways, and then we get an even better one. There's some like really like good shit in here. Goes in that to go. Is there a link between Heartbreak Hotel and free falling? And that's just nice. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, Gus is like, I'm going to stay in the motel room with you. And Dean shares that he needs his four hours of sleep. And I just had to note that because I remember when I did really well on four hours of sleep a night. That's that's why you're noting that? Not that because yeah. Cass assumes that he was just going to stay in the in, stay the in the room with, with Dean and watch him while he sleeps? Well, that part was weird when he's like, no, I don't sleep. I just watch you. So that was creepy. Yeah. You know, and Dean's just like, look, things are different. Like, I had Benny. And before that, maybe you could just lie in bed and watch me sleep. But, you know, after purgatory, we have some things we have to work out. You just can't assume that you're going to stay in the same room with me, Cass. So, But Cass has a police scanner in his head, so we get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> so Cass is, yeah, he has. He's got a police scanner in his brain. <sighs> So you can turn off the angel radio and, and turn on the police scanner, which is really creepy. Like, so when I was trying to figure out where we were going with this week's lore or quiz or whatever, like, and I was looking up things, one of the things that kind of that went with this is Elon's Neuralink. Neuralink. So we'll bring that up a little bit more later, but yeah, Neuralink. This is what uh, this episode is. This is where it started really making me think about that and things Weird. inside people's heads. Well, apparently there's been a bank robbed, and it sounds quote loony. So <laughs> we go to the bank, and there is a one-ton anvil in the middle of the bank area lobby i don't know and there is a lot of blood what happened to all the anvils you would get that if you watch no more girls anyways so but yeah there is an anvil that has fallen on a security guard yeah and the detective's there and she's like do you chase the crazy or does it follow you which is a reasonable thing to ask now that shit's getting weird but basically a security guard is who's dead he called in a robbery and then she's like but by the way we've actually had this like robberies going on for a minute it's we call it the black hole because they always have these painted black circles on the wall we don't know if it's like an art thing or just a statement but they've always got these painted black circles on the wall of the place they rob it's a calling card so, oh, i love a heist with a calling card i mean yeah if you're gonna have a yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna be a criminal be a cool one and cool one cool criminals have calling cards and signatures or they're or they're so elusive you don't know where they were there one it's one extreme or the other yeah fair that's my but. <laughs> so dean asked castiel to lift the anvil and so and because cast is an angel he's super strong so he can and underneath the anvil and aside from all the bloody goo that was once this poor security guard is an x on the floor and so dean has been able to confirm that they are following cartoon rules it's toon town oh man like how much did i love who framed roger rabbit when i was growing up and how much did i want to go to toon town i want to go to toon town so bad but so in toon town what do those black circles mean? That's a, that's a black hole wall. It's a pathway. You can walk right through it. So a thief got in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we caught you. I just want to scream about, it's dip! That's what I <laughs> from Roger Rabbit. I'm sorry. I won't do it. Um, all right. 
So we go back to the motel and they are Dean's researching. Cass is actually flipping through John's journal, which is an interesting dynamic. Well, but I also is like this is what a hunter does. So like yeah. a hunter reads John's journal, and I think that's hilarious. That's and true. Cass is, is very appreciative of John's handwriting. Yeah. And uh Dean's like still trying to like you know, talk about, hey, Cassie, are you still having a tough time adjusting after purgatory? Because I did. Hint, hint. And maybe you should, like, go visit heaven. And Cass is shutting that shit down. Like, no, we and- are not talking about this. I don't want to talk about heaven. And you can't keep poking mm-hmm. me. You can't prod into this, Dean. I'm not having it. And then Dean's just like, no, it's time for real talk, Cass. Real talk. Yeah. And and Dean sits down to talk to him, which I thought was very nice. And Katz does spill a bit about, look, I caused so much suffering on Earth when I was a bad evil with the Leviathans, but I caused straight-up devastation in heaven. And I can't go back and see what I made of it. And I, He I killed I thousands of angels. And so, like, that's a yeah. pretty big deal. You can't just, like, go back. You can't, like, destroy hey, Dallas and then, like, come back, hey, like, hey, later hey, and be like... Oh, is the state fair here? I'd really like to get a corn dog. Like, you can't do that. If you killed everybody at yeah. the state fair, you can't come back and get a corn dog. You've got to understand yeah. that, Dean. But Dean just mm-hmm. is like, but you know. But you're an angel. Do what you want. And he's like, no, it's not that way. Mm. So. But Sam comes back and he's like, oh, by the way, guess what? This black hole guy is also robbing fucking houses. And one of them is right by, he was robbing it right by the park where Gary's heart happened. And um, so we got something going on, especially when there's also another robbery right by where that suicide off the building took place. And were the detectives um, a- not like, what the fuck is going on with these like burglars? Like none of these things make sense. You don't rob a house and then rob an office and then rob a safe deposit in a bank. Like it, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. They couldn't find they could they couldn't find a connection, but it doesn't seem like that was very hard to find. But it's it's, so... it's weird as fuck. I don't know. I just think it's weird. So, well, there's been other weird situations too, but nothing else where people have died. Um, but around other robberies that have occurred, a jogger bumped his head and got a four inch lump. A kid walked into a wall and heard birds, things like that. So basically there's like a radius around all these robberies that turn into like cartoon. A bubble of weird. And that just sounds like a delicious place. I want to live in. I just want to be in my bubble of weird, but anything that like is around the bubble just gets like affected. So it's collateral weird. Collateral weird. I really like that too. So, and all they know is that's tied somehow to people in this retirement home. So they got to go to the retirement home. Yeah, this is where all things start triggering me. So, but it is wabbit season. So, I mean, I do appreciate that. Well, and Dean is visibly freaked about being there. So that's Dean's afraid of old people, and that's not funny. But I, uh, but he's also just I think afraid of old folks' homes, which is understandable. Well, he is. They are greeted by Doctor uh, the Doctor there, and he says, 
And they're like, hey, you know, we just need to talk to some of your residents about, you know, some grand larceny going on. So and he's like, cool, down. just like go talk to like my mentally incapacitated like, patients. Like that's fine. Just like whatever officer dudes. But yeah. So they go and they're talking about her bonds and diamonds that were stolen from her home. And she keeps calling Cass Charles, like her third husband. She's adorable. She's fucking adorable. Her name is Sheila. And she had diamonds buried in her floorboards. And I appreciate Mm -hmm. that. But then we switch to a much more important thing because, oh, my God, the cat talks. The cat talks and the cat hates a mouse. And Cass is going to interrogate the cat. And it's fucking amazing. And it is an amazing, like, orange, floofy, floofy, floofy. Like, I can't even just, I just want to, he leaves hair everywhere, and I want to hug him and brush him. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Sam sees a man that's kind of, um, I I don't know, a man that is definitely zoned out. He's tuned out. Yeah, he he looks like I look uh, half the time. Well, the orderly that's there comments to Sam that, you know, sometimes these people just tune out and live in their own heads. Maybe the real world's just too much. And I thought that's an interesting aside. So now Sam's going to have a fucking flashback. Yeah, I remember what, this was like 2012. Like, you don't even know, sir. You don't even know how much the world is. <sighs> Well, now we've got Amelia serving oh, dinner. Oh yeah, I to also fast forwarded this one, and so like while you talk about this crap, I'm just gonna imagine um, this should have been the scene of Cass Talking interrogating cat. a cat. But go on. Yes, there should have been much more of that. So they're having spaghetti topped with hot dogs, which is the family tradition for the first night in a new house because I guess he because was, they're Sam, trashy. Amelia's dad was in the army, and they traveled a lot. I don't know. I don't. There's not really a connection there. I don't, they try to make that a connection and it's not. Yeah. So, and, and I guess Sam shares that John was in the Marines. And so, of course, now Stan's going to make jarhead jokes like you do, by the way. That's what you do. If you're in the military, you make fun of your other branches. That's, that's them's the rules. If you're not, you know, it's one of those things. But um, anyway, Stan's just kind of grills Sam while Amelia's not there and thinks that they're just, like holding on to each other but he wants to know what sam's running from because he looks like he's been through some shit like he might have even served himself so he's surprised all right moving on back to the retirement home Ba-boom. oh yeah so cass has been interrogating the cat and dean has come up and he hasn't found anything yeah, there's no EMF, there's no hex bags, victims don't really remember even being robbed, but then Sam notices a picture on the wall that's labeled as Fred Jones and asks Dean if he remembers an old contact of dad's named Fred Jones. And Dean's just like, yeah, fuck yeah, I do. He gave me my first beer. We don't know how old he was. I think it was for the same, but whatever. So your alcoholic problem starting with Fred Jones and also he was psychokinetic. Not Kinetico, mm-hmm. which would make him like a water softener. But psychokinetic <laughs> um, is also, it's pretty much the same thing as telekinetic. 
And we've talked about it before, but I wanted to see if there was anything on the internet where, like, I could find out if somebody was, like, how do I, like, test you to see, like, if you're psychokinetic or telekinetic. And so I found this thing on WikiHow where you can learn how to develop telekinesis. So I told Diana to, to get a spoon. And if you're listening at home and not like driving or anything, go grab a spoon and, and you can do along with this. All right. So grab your spoon and we're going to, we're all going to learn to be psychics. I didn't bring a spoon. I was going to be focusing on, so maybe like our powers together can make the spoon. Try to bend. Harness your power too. Yeah. So, okay. But first, all right. So part one. So this is from WikiHow, how to develop telekinesis reviewed by Jason Zook, the intuitive psychic medium it was last updated february 7th 2024 so very recently very recently so part one focusing your thoughts okay so it says believe that telekinesis is possible you can't expect to achieve the miraculous if you approach it with a closed skeptical mind if you tell yourself that nothing will happen even on a subconscious level you will prove yourself correct your starting point then should be to convince yourself that it's possible to move objects with your mind. Okay, so convince yourself it's possible. Do you believe? Do you? I believe. Okay. Then it says that you're supposed to meditate daily, and it tells you how to meditate, but you can just tell me that you're going to do that. And, you know, just promise me and we'll, we'll, we'll handle that later. All right. It goes in about focusing on an object. I think we can skip that too. That seems pretty intuitive. Okay. So this is part two, reaching out to an object. So our object is a new spoon, right? So concentrate on a small object and nothing else. So we're going to place the small object, the spoon in front of you. Meditate to clear your mind and get it in the zone. Quit the racing random thoughts and see the object clearly with your mind's eye. Do you have racing thoughts? Stop it. Always. Are you still having racing thoughts? Stop it. Yes. You are the spoon. I'm trying. The spoon is you. Be the spoon. Okay. Now focus on the connection between you and the object. Once you have learned to control your thoughts, which I assume you have learned in this past 20 seconds, and visualize objects, concentrate on the energy that links you and the outside world. Visualize the matter and the energy that flows through you, other objects, and the space between. See the boundaries between you and outside objects fade away and remind yourself that you and the object are one system. Be the spoon. You are the spoon. No racing thoughts. Stop them. Stop having racing thoughts. All right. Now visualize clearly how you want to manipulate the object. You have to imagine exactly exactly you cannot like imagine just kind of you've got to imagine exactly how you want the object to move decide if you want to push it to pull it to push it 
to crush it. This is like bop it. Crush right? it real good. No, this is like bop it. So if you want to push it, pull it, crush it, or spin it, all right. So you're gonna concentrate on the object and see it moving as you intended with your mind's eye. Visualize the single motion only, not more than one. Try not to get distracted or imagine it moving in other ways. Just concentrate on one object, no matter what happens, don't be distracted. Stop being distracted. Am I distracting you? Okay, so, <laughs> all right, so we're almost there. We're in the last step, we're in the last step. Okay, focus your intention on the object. Stay centered on the object and send your intention to it as you would your arm or your leg. Remember not to let your thoughts stray. Focus on a single action. You are one with the object. I saw it move. So attempt to move it as you would any other part of your body. Okay? You are the spoon. Diana is going to bend the spoon. You're one. No racing thoughts. No stray thoughts. Stop them. Bend it. Is it bending? I think I see it bending. Are you just you just shaking it? Bending. Okay, well. I think I just my arm was getting held. You, you just haven't held up anything that was like stronger than a cigarette in a while. Okay. So it does give you some exercises to build it up. Work on you're supposed to work on feeling the energy that flows through your body. So this exercise that you do, okay, you're supposed to flex every muscle in one of your arms from your shoulder to your fist for 10 to 15 seconds. And then you completely relax your arms. And then you can like feel the energy that like build up and you're like, I'm going to be really, really tight. Like I have to poop. And then you like let it go. And then you like feel like all the energy that's released. And so then you can do that and refine that to like force it into an object. I know they have a bunch of other things that really don't work well for an audio medium, but it says to try these exercises two to three times a day, 20 minutes of exercise. So they end up being an hour a day, but you're supposed to stop when you feel physically drained or tired or you get a headache. Just like with any exercise, you have to remember to take care of yourself and not to stress yourself. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm bending the spoon that is on Diana's nose. Is I am one. Oh wait, let me see if I can bend the spoon through 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 the the recording of Riverside. Okay, ready? I'm the spoon. Oh my god! I'm bent. bent. I would freak the fuck yeah. out. I would freak out. I'd be like throwing it and like running around the room. Like what the fuck? I did. I did look up some fast hand magic things, like some ways that I could, oh, yeah. I we could do it. But um, I figured to keep it honest. But you got to keep practicing. You got to. I, I want to know like an hour a day, and that you're working on bending the spoon, Diana. I want commitment. How how much of that was meditation again? You had you know to, that part's out the window. You had to meditate and concentrate on being one with your energy clench and then just like poop it out so just like the clenched like the 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 isolated like flexing i kind of like that's kind of neat well if you think about meditation okay so you can there is walking meditation you know there's ones where you don't have to sit still there are things where you know know like my paint by numbers like that's my 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 meditation right now like no wise people like and if i'm gonna like 
you want to buy my paint by number set that will at some point i'll insert here into our podcast like we'll go back like whatever uh, but seriously like i've got these paint by number kits and they're very relaxing because it's just like pick get paint color put paint color here fill in color move to next pick paint color put color here like but not in a factory like way just in a a soothing like i'm just here i am i am the spoon so if you bent your spoon call just let us know um if you would like to train yeah if you want to train diana on bending spoons please slide into her dms thanks you're welcome. So, so, but not me. I, I got that shit down. You should have seen that. I just, I broke that spoon half bitches. Like it's amazing. Through the, through the camera. Like through, like from like over, just like, I don't even need to be in the same room with spoons. Boom. Mm-hmm. My fucking powers. Find out more. It's $29.95. All right. So Sam has found Fred Jones's picture on the wall. And they're going to go visit him in his room. And um, because they're like, oh, this could be helpful. They do stop Castiel from interrogating the cat at this point. No! Where is this spinoff show? This is where you should have gone. Cat and the cat and Cass. Like, it's it's alliterative. And they do, as they walk away, we do get to see the cat talk. He calls Cass a dumbass. Yes, he's he's the perfect cat. So in Fred's room, cartoons are on TV and he is just completely zoned out on the television. Um, so they, they turn it off, doesn't work. And they're like, they're trying to figure out if he's the source of the weirdness going on. So Dean hits himself in the head with a book and you get a good bonk noise and the birdie sound. It's so, loony. Yeah. I just like that as a description of things. Like, it's definitely loony. Definitely loony. And um, they figured out that Fred, they, they know that because of his, his abilities, he can reshape reality. And uh, Castiel straight up says, should we kill him? Right as our doctor enters and escorts them out of the building for threatening to kill one of his patients. Yeah, you know, that's probably not the best thing for, for, the do- for a doctor to walk in on. But also an appropriate, I'm not saying it's an appropriate question, but is he wrong? But... It's kind of also the fact that they I feel like this is something that psychokinesis at one point seemed like a big deal on the show but like now they just had a friend that like that John, John had a friend that could move shit with his mind and they just like never talked about it like that's really weird that's, like, it feels like that's something that you know you would you perhaps would have you know brought up before the the lore around it the, or the canon around it, I guess, is a little odd. Yeah, it just feels like a weird thing to just like Poof. disjointed. Okay, yeah. we're just like now we're all. Yeah. And you think about like going back to when Sam was, you know, becoming telekinetic by sucking down, you know, demon blood, and it was just like, yeah. oh my god, I'm moving shit with my mind. They were never like like Fred. Like that was no, never, it was like, just oh, no, like, oh my evil. God, you fucking freak, right? Like we're on the back where yeah. they're like, you know, Fred's a freak. You don't want to go hunting with Fred. That He's one of those psychokinetic nice. freaks. Well, I'm just saying like, where was like. Know, that's what I'm saying. That's not very nice. Yeah. And I feel like they it's were weird. like, had like that sort of hunterism 
right against people with abilities and i don't i yeah. don't know what that word would be and but well, i'll figure it out what that ism is and i will start a foundation well kaz is gonna went invisible to keep an eye on fred and sam and dean plan on coming back to the the retirement home later so we cut to later and a nurse is lighting a giant novelty candle on a cake for sheila the the little lady we heard from earlier who had the hidden diamonds um and um in the common room at the nursing at the retirement home and fred's in there but he's just changing channels on the just flipping channels on the tv just by tapping his finger on this on the arm of his wheelchair uh and turns on a woody woodpecker cartoon where there is a giant dynamite stick he has got really great classic cartoons that are just running through there. Like, when the fuck do I... Like, we don't get a chance to watch that anymore. No. Like, if I'm flipping really. channels, it's not like, you know, here's some, you know, insert cartoon here. Like, I have to go... I feel like I have to look for more cartoons. And Friday's like... I feel like... I, well, I'll say I've got... Not classics, but there's about three cartoons I feel like are always on that I, which I'm okay with. SpongeBob, Anymore, yeah. it's King... SpongeBob's always on, which I don't mind. King of the Hill has been on a lot lately and Bob's Burgers. So, and I love all of those. Yeah. None okay. of the things that but I, that's but, not your classics. That's not yeah. your Bugs Bunny. That's not, you know, I also don't have a regular television. So I'm like, I don't see those things on the TV that I don't watch, but, oh, yeah. but anyways, um, so, so our giant candle is going to blow up. Our giant novelty candle on Sheila's cake is going to blow up just like the dynamite stick does in the Woody Woodpecker cartoon. Oh, and God, there's a cake. cake splatter and you do wonder for a minute if this is blood and you're kind of concerned. But they immediately come back and when they show us that no one died, it was just the cake It was just mostly cake and that is fine. I want this fucking, oh man, I just want to go like just dive into it. It'd be great. So Sam has called Sam and Gina because there has been a pastry mishap. With frosting at near supersonic speeds, but and Fred isn't there right now. He's gone. Um, but the nurse is like, "Wait, y'all aren't supposed to fucking be here right now." And this nurse is also not supposed to be wearing Sheila's fucking diamonds, but she is. And she says that her boyfriend gave them to her, and then I was like, "Shit, mm -hmm. I need to put my mom's jewelry in a safe," because I immediately just went to like, "Oh my god, this person just stole from this old lady." Oh god, no! Oh, and you know, bitch, you just wear what is wrong with you? Well, she probably she made it sound like she didn't know that they were Sheila. You're a but... dumbass. Wow. like that so cat to... should be calling you a dumbass like what the fuck yeah. i saw your boyfriend your boyfriend did not but like no he did not buy you those diamonds and you damn well know that whore like i was like the big car whore i don't know when they came out i don't have this much of like i'm just i think i was like i'm channeling what would happen if a woman hurt my mother which is really what i'm afraid yeah. of right now which is what this is what is triggering i'm triggered by the fact that people are stealing from the elderly and in, in, yes. in a caretaker situation and yes it is arising feelings understood i wondered that watching yeah so uh, so we go to the boyfriend's apartment and they find Sheila's bonds there and there's more jewelry. And then they're like, Oh wait, there's also him bloody on the floor. And he's like, all right, Cass is going to heal him and he's going to tell them what the fuck happened, which comes down to it's all the damn doctor. 
the doctor is using Fred. He is uh, because Fred is magic and the cartoon shit happens. So the doctor's been doing experiments and they've been, he's been skimming stuff for years and now he's just trying to track down the end of it. Um, and then, so they, they load him up, they take Fred for a drive and, uh, there we go. And, um, the orderly kind of called out the doctor that this is fucked. And so the doctor shot him. And after they do this last job, he's going to kill Fred. Yeah. Yeah. So the doctor has just been, has just been stealing from all of his elderly patients for years because, you know, yeah. it just, that's just a thing. Okay. And then they go to a flashback and then I fast forwarded through this. Yeah. It's, they, they're doing dishes and Stan's shit talking about Sam to Amelia and he wants her to just leave him, leave Sam. But she's like, I'm happy. We just are going to be, me and Sam are just going to be a mess together. So Stan tries to be nice and talk about the Impala to Sam. Anyways, uh, I, I, I'm going to ask, does, should I like Amelia? Cause I don't like Amelia and I don't know if I'm an asshole for not liking Amelia. I don't know. Oh, God damn it. Okay. I mean, so she's, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll make it to the end I mean, of the I episode. Like, I will, I will, I will, I will have, I want you to get, th- I want take. you to get through like all of the flashbacks and then I will, I will sum up more of my, my feelings about this. So, well, we go to Sally, go. Sally, so Sally, Sally walking down an alley. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Dean is very excited because he gets to go through a black hole in the wall. Fair. I mean, that's amazing. I'd be excited too. Yeah, it's fucking rad. While Sam and Cass go looking for Fred. Um, And uh, Cassiel can feel the power out front. So they find Fred inside a van watching a cartoon. But he's like super zoned. So Cassiel decides to touch him. And him and Sam go inside Fred's brain into his cartoon world. Amazing. I want to be in a cartoon. I want to live in two town. I want to be here. Like this is where this episode is uh, just is fucking graphically amazing it's just all super cool source of hooray yep. hooray i love this it's so super loony yep and sam introduces himself to fred and here we go um inside the bank dean is in the safe deposit room and pulls a gun on the doctor and says what's up doc and also, when Sam is um, trying to get Fred to recognize him, and you know, mm-hmm. it's this idea of people with brain injuries, Alzheimer's, or whatever Fred has, like not being able to associate time. And he's just like, yeah. I've, it's been a couple years in your John Scrawny boy, which is always think is cute. That was like this moose of, of Padalecki is like his origin story is a scrawny yeah. little boy. But I think that was really super sweet. And and when we cut back to this point after What's Up, Doc, um, Fred is very upset about losing his mind, as he should be. And very concerned. Yeah. So, and and so that's why he kind of doesn't, that's why he spends time in his head and not out in the real world, because he's scared to interact with the world because he's scared of losing his mind. Which is one the of bank. the reasons, like, I have been afraid to, like, we're we're in the future now, right? Like, so VR is becoming a thing. Like, people just mm-hmm. have the VR sets, and I'm like, I don't. 
I'm not particularly happy with, you know, the current present state of the world. I'm like, I don't think I want to go into a fake world because no. I don't. That's where I'll, like, there's a lot. There's like a whole like tome of dystopian fiction about that. I know. We don't need I, to go you know, there. I know. We don't need to go and there. So, we don't need to go there. But, but ah, that exists the now. Thank you. That is, that is a thing now. And, but I just, yeah. you know, I've, as I have been contemplating what I do with my time now, there's like, oh, do I get a video? And I don't have video game sets and things here because right. I don't need that temptation of I can fuck off on my own with my phone and my iPad. I don't need to add you don't need, like a whole other project to do. I, I don't need more. I don't need to add more things for me to fuck off with. Right. But I like right. I fear like that it, like fred here he goes into i think it's just very and now like this is pre-virtual reality right like yeah i mean it kind of existed then but not really right yeah, not the way that no, we are no, now not quality it but like not a quality but like fred has this opportunity to do this and like even like when my grandmother was like she had her like dementia like where she went in her mind was so for the most part nice for her Right. And so I I just feel there's so much like alignment with not only just the brain parts, but just like the the meta world in general. Right. Literally the meta world. Interesting. But uh, I also just really want to be in Fred's head. (laughs) Well, Fred says the cartoons make him feel happy and safe. But back in the bank, the doctor's like, hey, Dean, why don't you take half of this money and let me go? Uh, I'm not really stealing from the old people. I wouldn't do that. I'm stealing from their kids because their kids are jerks and don't visit them. Triggering, ah, triggering. Ah, okay. But Dean's like, fuck, no, fuck that. No way. And Dean tries to shoot, and we get a really cool um, cartoon bang flag out Thank of Thank God. It's a cartoon bang flag, which is just awesome, first off. But this is a person? He's a doctor. Like he's not really. But he's but he's a doctor who is kidnapped and abusing an old man and using but him to by commit supernatural crimes and has killed people like the guard, the security but guard. But still, he's still a human being. There, like it should be based on general supernatural rules. He yeah, is a human true. being. You should let the justice system. Like I'm not sure how yeah. the justice system would handle this, but. Yeah, so maybe, but well, it's still, to do with it. I don't know. I don't, so, I don't know is the right answer, but I do, I love the, I do really like the gun. The bang gun, yeah. So Dean ends up tackling him. We get a freeze, and this is where we get our, our very Bugs Bunny slash classic cartoon. More Wiley Coyote um, Roadrunners. Wiley Coyote, you're right, you're reason, right. Like, well, I want to say Bugs Bunny too, but the only reason I know about it is because I looked and so there was only like You're one right. or two times it was Bugs Bunny, and for the most time it was Roadrunner and Coyote. And it's got the the Latin label of the Huntress Heroicus. And also, and then, I'm this is the only time you're going to hear Liz talk about sports ball, but what you know, the Coyote is the Spurs mascot, and so like I feel like we've had like I feel an affinity with the coyote just because like oh. grew up with him. We also know like there's also like the mascot who like got like heat stroke inside that who's like in a coma. Like so but I've known like I've hung out with coyotes. <laughs> like the animals the, or the people of Spurs, mascots. Spurs coyotes. So like I feel an affinity for them. So I don't know. But anyways. 
so then there well, was a frying pan incident. Hold on, we've got first. We've got the Doctor oh, oh, Mahoney sorry, yeah. is labeled as the grotesque villainous. Grotesquest villainous. Yes. So yeah, we have a whole like cartoon fight exchange with the frying pan. It gets a great imprint, um, the cast iron imprint uh, of Dean's face, and we get some good cuckoo noises. I wonder and, if anybody uh, like like, it, like took that one like home. Like, where did that prop go? But I like that the doctor calls Dean out and he's like, you brought a gun to a gag fight, which I thought was pretty funny. And um, also could be very dirty. <laughs> ooh. Well, but Dean has a big old marker and draws a big old it's X a on spray the ground. Paint. He's got and, a can of spray paint. Or spray paint. Can of spray paint. And he, he draws an X on the ground and an anvil falls, but it misses the doctor barely. Because X marks the spot and that is how you get an anvil to fall. So... Then, like, Sam gets to monologue to Fred. Back in, back in, Fred's, back head. in Fred's head. Back in Fred's head. Uh, and he's Sam's just giving a hardcore pep talk. And Fred's like, no, it's too hard to go live out in the world and take control. And Sam's like, but you have to. You can't stay in here forever. It's just not good. And you can't pretend the outside doesn't exist. And you've got to face things and all this. And Castiel's listening pretty close too, which I think is kind of interesting of note. And uh, you're running all this run, whatever you're running from is going to catch up to you. You got to wake up and this whole bunch of bullshit that you can't run from your problems. This is going to destroy you. But in this case, it's it's fair. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, look, man, you've got a problem. You can't be in your head. This ain't safe. You fucking people up, yeah. like, and you're like, uh, you know. So then Cass comes over and he is like, I got this. And then just like, poof, whiteness. And yeah. we go to real, so, real time land and cartoon rules are done. Yeah, cartoon rules have ended. The doctor tries to go through this black hole exit and bounces off the wall. And Dean's, someone turned off the boob tube. And the doctor pulls a doctor Mahoney pulls a gun on Dean, but doesn't matter because Sam and Cass and Fred are there. And Fred yells, "No, I'm never gonna hurt anyone again." And no, you're he, not like that. Or you're that, never gonna. Yeah, mean. you're not gonna. Sorry. Don't yeah, like say that because it's important because of what he does. Well, yeah. So he uses his telekinesis to make the doctor turn his gun on himself and shoot himself. Yikes! Yikes! That's real. That's Wait, things took a dark turn. That's fucking dark. Dark, dark turn. And very yeah. dark turn. I don't know what to do with that. I'm like, fuck, like this. And again, I'm like, did that just happen? Did this just happen? Yeah, I mean, Dean this just was gonna, you're fine with Dean shooting him earlier. So uh, he's still a person. Like, I know he's a. I'm not saying fine with it. I felt like he attacked Dean also, and then he tried to run. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, like, all of this is still yikes. So, but Fred has, like, gotten control of his faculties. Like, he is. He's like, yeah. He's healed. He's like, I'm good right now, but. Yeah, and he's afraid of what happens in the future, but I'm just like, if fuck, you have a fucking angel. Like, why is Cass not being like, no, nah, dude, you're good. Like, I'm a goddamn angel of the Lord. Like, I booped you. Like, that should, like, this is guaranteed. Like, it's not gonna, like, I don't know, it's not a fucking wall in your head. Whatever. Well, and Cass is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna had, do this like, really painful procedure instead, and I'm not sure if it's gonna work, but let's go for it. What? 
I don't understand. Like you just healed like a bullet wound, but you can't like fix whatever neurons are. You can't fix fucking Alzheimer. Is that what you're saying? This is where the angel angel power stops at fixing fucking Alzheimer's. I don't know. It's real weird. And I don't know exactly understand even what he did to him. But he did something. Because at the retirement home, I feel there, like real he, zoned yeah, out. I feel like... I think I like lobotomized he, him. Yeah, he went through, like... And he's just like, now he's just listening to Ode's Joy. Yeah, in his head. Forever. It looks real nice. I don't know. I didn't really say. I'm just guessing. But he put him back as a prisoner in his own body? Like, what the... It's so weird. Fucking kill him and send him to heaven. Yeah. I mean, that sounds terrible. But what is better than this? It sounds, yeah, sounds better than zoned out in a retirement home listening to Ode to Joy on repeat, which I like Ode to Joy. Like, I do like Ode to Joy, but clearly he he's going to be himself. Like, he is, like, not, like, you took away his faculties again. Like, his, I don't know. So that has happened. Well, and then, like, Dean's they're about just to leave like, him. Cass, you're going to have shotgun now that you destroyed but this then- old man and, like, put him in a wheelchair. Good for you. You get to ride shotgun. But Cass is going to get zapped to Naomi's office again. Boop, boop. He's in heaven. And she's like, I won't allow it. He's like, I want to face the pain I caused in heaven. And she's like, nope. Sorry, you don't get to come to heaven unless I ring my bell. And then she's like, what do you, you, know, you want to do? And then he zaps back to Earth. And, uh, yeah, Cass is like, uh, I think I'm just going to stay here and watch Fred for a few days. I don't know what I'm going to do after that. Yeah, but I can't run anymore. And then, fuck you. It's in the flashback. flashback. And you're making fun of my name. Fuck you. Well, anyways, it's just the Stan and Sam, Stan and Sam and Amelia are kind of getting along now. Uh, blah 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 but then there's a phone call and Amelia answers and we find out that her husband's not dead after all what the fuck mm-hmm. what the fuck yep and they go from that back to Sam and Dean leaving Cass with Fred and Oda Joy playing and they just sit there and they stare at a blank wall and that looks so nice they have no obligations. There's nothing like they have to get done before like courts come after them for shit. And it just looks so nice and peaceful. And again, as Liz goes, why does going to sitting in a like retirement home or a sanitarium seem so quiet and nice? So it does. No. No, it doesn't. Look at the ball. Hmm. You sit there, look at the ball. It's so nice. Alright, so let's let's go into some some casting couch. Casting couch is the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? La 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 Sure. Yeah. Uh, Fred Jones was played by Mike Farrell, and he's been in episodes of Things Back to the Monkeys, I Dream of Jeannie, Bonanza, Coach, Murder, she wrote, um, Law and Order SVU. He was um, a long-running major character on um, uh, Days of Our Lives in the 60s, named Scott Fanning. He was the voice of Jonathan Kent in almost all of the 2000s Superman and Justice League cartoons. Um, and he was in a few episodes more recently of NCIS and Desperate Housewives as well. 
places. Our detective glass, who we liked so much, was Catherine Lowe Hagquist. She's been in episodes of X-Files, L Word, Fringe, Once Upon a Time, Bates Motel, Van Helsing's, iZombie, Riverdale, and Nancy Drew a couple times. Um, she was uh, Tina in Alien vs. Predator Requiem. She was a reporter in Tron Legacy. She has done quite a few Hallmark Christmas movies. Had small roles in Elysium and Godzilla in the 2000s. Um, she is Dr. Green in Fifty Shades Freed. And we do see her in multiple episodes of Supernatural. Our uh, Dr. Mahoney is um, played by Greg Webb. Um, he's been in a couple episodes of shows like Once Upon a Time in Nashville and a couple times in Supernatural. <laughs> is that a new show? Once Upon a Time in Nashville? <laughs> <laughs> it should be. Once Upon a Time in Nashville. Once Upon a Time and okay. Nashville. Um, Stan Thompson is played by Brian Markinson. Uh, he's been in episodes of Law and Order, Star Trek Next Generation, Star Trek Voyager, and Star Trek Deep Space Nine, X Files, NCIS, a couple episodes of Hellcats, a couple of Fargo's, a couple of iZombie, who's on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and a few episodes of, of Charmed. Um, he's also in um, Apollo 13 and the Robin Williams movie RV, um, as well as Shooter, the film Shooter, and in Godzilla. Uh, he is also a reoccurring character named Dr. Rosen in Mad Men and uh, Everett, which is a reoccurring character in The Magicians. Mm. Our nurse's boyfriend was played by uh, Bryce Hodgson. And one of the, his most notable roles, he's um, Dawn in iZombie. It's in like mm -hmm. over 50 episodes. Yeah. And then our nurse, Lisa Chandler, interesting, the majority of her work is actually stunt work. Bad so bitch, cool. yeah. So there we go. That's what I got. Yeah, okay. So tell me your thoughts before I... Well, minus the darkness... Of the end, yeah. That you were really good at, that you were really good at pointing out that I may have overlooked because of how fun the episode was. It was a really fucking fun episode. I mean, the, the flashbacks were dumb. I didn't like the stand shit. It's stupid and annoying. But the episode, the concept was phenomenal yeah i thought so why are you ruining it with these fucking flashbacks they're uh, pointless i'm not saying they're pointless like it's completely like that storyline like i'm sorry i know i wanted to give you more time it just makes me like it was passionate i'm passionate about this but the episode was so fun why the fuck are you ruining it with this sh goddamn One Tree Hill bullshit relationship of Sam and his non-supernatural power having that it's a non-supernatural story. It is right. straight. And like when Dean and Lisa had their stuff, like they were, I feel like that was the same, but it wasn't right. Like so we both of them, we now we like, now we both well she knew about Han. she knew about his Fair, supernatural shit. right so like and and amelia doesn't it's a secret from amelia so i think that's a component that is component. That means that like uh, amelia amelia doesn't know shit about sam really at the end of the day that is fair also like he is a captain giant like as much as you can sugarcoat like i had you lost a husband who clearly now is not dead because it's a fucking soap opera shit uh but 
I'm just gonna say that that that's not a frequent occurrence in what? like months later in the military. What? Just so anybody, you mean that confused. somebody is gonna like give them like we're gonna tell you this guy is dead and not do an MIA like well well we really should like that's not how it works. No, it's not. So this is it is. I mean, that's not even like, a, and that's not even a secret. Like, no, it's I just mean, fair, like, it's not like just, I have some deep intel from my brief, my not my. Fair, brief, we're talking my time doing HR in the military. We're in talking Army. about a show where a man, Leo, where an anvil was dropped on somebody's head. Okay, so, well, that's true. I know, um, but this this is the, this is the non supernatural portion. Well, of the that's show. why that's I'm just like, why? Now. Like, why are you putting? I don't feel it's necessary, right? Like, I think mm-hmm. like it's just distracting like i get we can say like sam had a love interest while dean was in purgatory cool but in like i don't I, I don't think we need this level of detail i don't think we, don't we need, need this detail. This. i think is, like i don't, think, I don't think we need like sam is trying to please like this dad that doesn't like wants to give him shit and like so now sam feels like shit about his life because he's a a drifter like who doesn't have a job and is committing credit card fraud so why would somebody feel like that's not a good match for his daughter i don't know like why would weird i'm not sure why that would ring any alarm bells in his head that you like dropped out of school and haven't had a job for a few years like why doesn't he love you i don't i don't know your daddy too yeah i i don't understand that but it's just it's so mundane right like i yeah i watch this show for escapism and well for guys who take their shirts off and fight but also like you know it's about monsters and it's you know we and, and monsters are used as metaphors for other things right and so if you have relationships you tell them through those stories like we're getting like the benny story is the obviously right. that is no i yeah that's relevant to the rest of the storyline obviously because he's a character in that whereas this is like a past tense like not car- that's giving backstory for someone that's there yeah the it's like i don't understand the point of this obviously dean obviously sam left her obviously sam's not telling dean about her other than that she existed so why are we harping on this if, it, if they're not gonna be if it's not gonna be part of the storyline when she didn't even know what that supernatural shit existed i don't get it and we definitely don't need her fucking dad we don't we'll need her dad. Yeah, we don't need her dad judging him. We don't need, like... I don't know. It's just weird. And on such a fun episode, we could have had so many more cartoon scenes. Exactly. We could have had crimes. a whole scene where Cat talked to a cat. Well, that too. that too. There was, like, yeah, there was a deleted scene we that had missed to... Cat, interroga- was... cat interrogations There, in there were some deleted scenes, and none of them were the cat interrogation, which... I don't know, like, go back, like, I feel like this is what AI was made for. All right, so some, you know, AI generate me the cat interrogation scene. Make it happen, poof. Mm. I know, in the future, I think I can just say that, and that will happen. So I'm just, like, working for the future. (gasps) Cat interrogation scene, go. All right, so we're watching that in the future. I hope everybody enjoys it. And with that, cheers, Dirk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Get It production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. 
Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at doublestrappodcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Oh, 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 o